Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Glad you're with us today. Now, we're doing a series on Parenting Beyond the Rules, which is a book that I've written. Now, if you've been around here very long, you know that we talk about a variety of topics, uh, parenting, homeschooling, just family dynamics, talk about the seasons and changes that come with life and getting older and wiser and facing challenges and trials and setbacks. Well, we're doing a series the next few weeks on actually parenting beyond the rules. So many of you have asked me to talk more about this. I thought, you know, we probably should. Now is a great time as you wrap up. Episode 115 was kind of the beginning of our segment. And so this is going to be Parenting Beyond the Rules. Um, Let's say part two. Maybe there'll be like multi-parts. But I was introducing to you why I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules and how that came to be and why. There's a lot of people who write books when they're in the middle of a season and some who wait till they're on the other side of a season. I've heard authors and dear friends of mine who they're not going to wait till they think they've mastered it. They'll just talk about it as they're going through that. When it came to parenting, I waited. I wrote a lot of articles about younger children. I wrote articles and did a lot of mentoring on how to get babies on a sleep cycle, on how to integrate a new family member into the, the family, because that can be quite an adjustment. So over the last, I would say, 35 years now, I have pretty much covered all the topics in various magazines or on blogs or on air. And so this is going to be fun to do because I'm actually going to be sharing with you some of what I wrote in Parenting Beyond the Rules and then maybe expand on it a bit as we go. But I would encourage you, go to Amazon or wherever books are sold and just look at the book. And when you look at parenting beyond the rules, what you'll see is five paintbrushes with different colors that are different sizes and shapes. You'll see a paint swath at the bottom that has a broad stroke and then some other strokes that are blended in with that broad stroked color so that it's not just one clear stroke. And then some smaller little patches of different colors. And the reason I had this cover, it, I, I can't take credit for it, actually, because that's part of what your design team does with a publishing company. But when I set out to write this book, one of the things I had had over and over and over from parents was that they love rules, that they have rules. And you know, we do have to have rules, and we have to have limits and boundaries. Otherwise, we have chaos, don't we? And I was speaking recently, uh, because I'm often on the road speaking, I listen to the questions uh, usually after a presentation that parents come up to the stage and they're asking me or they come to my speaker table or they'll come to my booth. And I just start journaling and kind of tallying in a way. And I often get asked about the cover of the book. The purpose of when I started writing this book was about the principles. When we're parenting our children, it's really the principles we're trying to instill the principles of 
discipline, of kindness, of sharing, the principles of being honest and trustworthy, the principles that are found in Scripture. And so often we get confused and we think, ah, it's about the rules. If you break the rule, here's the consequences and here's the punishment. Well, I mean, yeah, there's always consequences. If you speed and you happen to get caught, uh, you might get a ticket. And if you get too many, it can be rather expensive and you could lose the privilege of driving. So when I originally started writing Parenting Beyond the Rules, I was really focusing on it's the principles, not the rules. And through the course of editing and working with all the acquisition and the various editors that go into writing a book, it got changed along the way. And I I love the picture of the paintbrushes with different shapes and colors and sizes and the paint swath. And it, it reminded me as what I've said on the inside of the book, and that is your children, you, are a masterpiece in the making. God knows the plans he has for your child. And some of you that are listening are struggling right now. Maybe you have some middle schoolers that you just don't understand. Or you have some high schoolers that are pushing back. They don't like the curfew you set. Uh, They don't like the way you expect the kitchen to be cleaned or maybe the way you expect your beds to be made. Whatever it is, you might be experiencing some pushback. Let me first say this. That's normal. Your kids are trying to grow up. You're trying to teach them habits and values. You're trying to teach them and point them to the Lord. And there's two separate issues. And one, you know, God says to teach and train your children in the way they should go. We're going to teach and train them as they grow. All that you have poured in is there. It's, you know, bouncing around between their ears, and sometimes they like to pretend they don't know. Sometimes they just straight up reject it. But your child is a masterpiece. And when you paint a masterpiece, they're not all the same. They're not photocopies that you manufacture like an assembly line for an automobile. They're not what you would send to a Photoshop where they just do a beautiful, beautiful likeness of the original. No, each of your kids are different. They have different strengths and talents and bends. And it's up to you to help them discover the person they are designed to be, the the way that they are wired. And there is a lot of talk now about parenting the child you have. There's a lot of conversation about adjusting and pivoting, and we got to be careful we don't go too far with it because then our children never know what to expect because every day it's new or it's different or what you said mattered yesterday doesn't matter today. And that can really cause distrust. That can cause your kids to not respect you. I mean, part of what being a parent is, is being reliable is being steadfast, is being like an anchor that that holds everything together when your children, as they're growing up, and they maybe don't know what they're doing or how to do it, and it's, it's a tumultuous season sometimes. But children and raising them is not paint by number. Oh, I wish it was. I wish. It was like a puzzle piece, and you could dump the puzzle pieces on the table, flip them all over, get the outline, 
and then group them into coloring and then go at it by looking at the picture. Kids aren't like that. I mean, there's some aspects of child training that are the same, such as you listen to your father and mom, you honor them, you respect them, you listen to them, you revere, you trust them. I know my daughter-in-law recently had a baby and I sent her a message one morning because it's hard when you have a new baby. You're trying to establish everything. Your child has knows nothing other than they're hungry or they're uncomfortable or they need to sleep or they just they need to be held and cuddled. You know, other than that, they don't know. You're building trust in them. And as you parent, you're constantly building trust in your child. But they're not paint by numbers. A masterpiece is different. Sometimes it's a different color scheme altogether. My daughter is an artist, and I've learned so much about art from her. Things I never really understood. To be honest, I wasn't even interested because I didn't see the world the way she saw it. She helped me see beauty in things around. She also taught me how different a creative is. And my son taught me how different a child who is more, uh, let's say, the STEM, science, math, your fact checkers, they're your logical sequentials. I learned so much. I really didn't know what to expect. So as I set out to write Parenting Beyond the Rules and you think about your children aren't paint by numbers. They're a masterpiece. And who is the architect? Let me just remind you that that is the Lord. See, the Lord formed your child in the womb, in the hidden place. He's given them all they need to become all they're supposed to be. But he's asked you to add the skills and the knowledge. He's asked you to help them discover who they are and what their calling is and what uniqueness they add and how their worth and value is not based on what others say, but on who he says we are. See, rules are important, but you want to go deeper than the rules. You want to get to the why. You want to get to the relationship, the heart of the matter. Because as your children grow, and people have often said, oh, so did you know? Did you have any trouble? Well, I giggle. I have to laugh at that one because of sure, of course I did. We had five, five very, very different little humans that didn't always agree with what their dad and I espoused to. And I'll be honest, some of them still don't. You know, we had some specifics about our home and that was like, you got to get up, you got to make your bed, you got to clean your room, you need to brush your teeth. We need to have breakfast and then clean up the kitchen. And, you know, as the kids have grown up and moved out and moved on their own, some of them don't care if their bed's made. Some of them don't care if there's clothes on the floor. They don't care if there's dishes laying on their counter. That's their prerogative. It's ours while they're in our home, while we do have them, to instill in them the ability to have established routines and rhythm the ability to develop productive and healthy and, and good habits that will carry them through. And sometimes, especially when they are under their roof and they don't agree with them, it can be quite tense, can't it? You find yourself saying, hey, you know this is how we do it. Just get with it. And for one reason or another, sometimes there's always an excuse. 
or reason, or they'll just straight up say, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. And then you're tempted to say, it's my house, my rules. Well, that is true. It is your house. You're paying for the phone and the light bill. And if it weren't for you, they probably wouldn't have warm baths or showers. And honestly, if it, if it wasn't for somebody working in your home, there might not even be food or power or even a place to live. So there's this beautiful thing as our kids are growing up from the infant to the toddler to the early elementary to the later elementary years to the murky, mysterious, marvelous middle school years to the early teen years and when they're getting ready to turn the tassel and move out or move on or go to college. There's so many transitions in the journey of parenting and raising children, but you need to understand you're building relationships. And that's really what Parenting Beyond the Rules addresses. And I go through a series of all the different chapters, and all of them focus and have the priority of their relationship and how do we do it. And and I'm able to give you a perspective of having worked with kids and teens and college kids and families now for over 35 years. It's so humbling. I've heard the heartache and the heartbreak stories, the desperation and the I want to quit But I tried to do it all right, and they still, or they turned away, or they don't want anything to do with me. But like I was saying, I I had sent my daughter-in-law a message, and I said, you're establishing trust that when this little one cries, he will be comforted. It doesn't mean you can't let a, a little one fuss for a bit, but part of what they're learning is that When they're in need, there's somebody there for them. When they're hungry, you're going to feed them. When they're messy or they're just uncomfortable, they're learning something so vital from those early days that you'll continue all the way through. And it's okay. If you have middle schoolers or high schoolers, it's okay to take them back to that moment. Tell them. Tell them their story. Tell them their birth story. Tell them what it was like when they were a baby. They don't remember. Tell them what it was like when they were a toddler. I mean, you don't have to do some long, you know, drawn-out conversation, but it does help to have conversations. It helps for them to know what life was like before they remember. So you're building relationships that will go and stand the test of time. You're building family legacy. Now, that's not new. There's a lot of great words for that. And I really wasn't focused on the word legacy. I just knew I wanted to be the best mom I could be. I never expected myself to be perfect, although I sure did wish I was. I just wanted to be the best that I could be for the children that God gave me. And my husband wanted the same. We didn't parent the same. We don't see eye to eye on the same things. That's because we're different, just like your family. But God's called you to this task, hasn't he? Whether you've adopted children or fostering, or you work with them in education, or you're in ministry, you work with youth, you've got a passion for these little tender hearts. And God said, you know, blessed are the children. I mean, children are a gift. Children see things we don't see. They see a world of what if and what's next. They don't see a world of why everything won't work. No, we're the reductionists, not them. 
They see a world of what if. Help them continue all through childhood to see what's next, what's possible. What are the possibilities? When we think about our child being a masterpiece, we have to consult the architect. We have to pray for our kids. There's a lot of great folks that write about um, praying over your children and praying scripture over your children, and absolutely we do that. And pray for your children by name. Pray with your children. Pray with your spouse for your kids. Let them know that you're praying for them. Make it a common practice. It doesn't have to be long. It could be just a one sentence. These years, when you think about it, the first three years, your kids don't remember too much. But they will know there's something inside their brain and inside of their psyche when their needs aren't met. They're not as trusting. There's a sense of abandonment or betrayal or something's not as it should be. They may not remember what you said or their sleep cycle or how often you fed them or even how often you gave them a bath. But they do know they feel safe and secure, that they belong with your family. And then as they start getting older, like the, the older, you know, four, five, six, up until they're about 15, boy, those are just formative years for those children. And then they hit like 15, 16, 17, they're, they're looking for a job, or they should be maybe doing some work in the neighborhood for some neighbors, just, you know, summer part-time jobs, earning some extra money, saving for the car, or maybe college, or, you know, maybe it's a game system. And you don't get the amount of time you had with them. There's more voices, more peers, more influences that are competing for your time. You need to be aware of that. You need to keep bringing your children back to the point that we are a family and we're doing life together. Tell them that. Speak of it often. They may go, yeah, yeah, I hear, but it's true. And when we paint a masterpiece, sometimes we use those broad strokes of forgiveness. One of the sessions I was speaking on recently, I talked about forgiveness, telling your children, hey, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to react that way. I didn't mean to overreact. Ah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to be so stern with my words. I know you didn't mean to do what you did. I just, you caught me at a bad day. I'm sorry. I love you. You know, my kids are all adults now, and we have grandchildren, and three are married. Do you know, we still say, ah, I didn't mean to say it like that. Oh, I, I was having a bad day. I'm sorry. Um, would you forgive me? Can we, like, can I start that again? There's 10 of us now because five are, are married. There's not a day that we don't hear from someone or someone's not stopping by, or the sibs aren't getting together with each other. I love focusing on building siblings and what we need to do in those relationships with the siblings. But there's something beautiful about that. We are fortunate all the kids live near us, and we are often together. And you've heard me talk about that. But God has called you to this journey, and He will equip you for it. Some of your children you need to be more tender with. You need to be careful because a word can crush them. And some of your children, a word is just uh, 
water off a duck's back. Maybe they're your strong-minded kids. Maybe they're the ones who they want to see what will happen if they don't decide to do what you're asking them to do, or they don't do it in the order, or you know, maybe they don't make their bed. What's going to happen? Some days might be more challenging than others, but that's okay. I want you to be thinking as we go through this series, teaching your children to say they are sorry. Well, not a flippant, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. My bad. No. I was wrong. I apologize. I shouldn't have spoken like that. I know I didn't do what you asked me to do. And follow these three words. I'm sorry. Followed by these next three words. Please forgive me. I have a policy that I have lived by. I guess it's it's not really a motto, but it's a way I've chosen to live my life. And, and that is forgiveness requested, forgiveness granted. Teach that to your children. Teach them that if they ask for forgiveness, you will grant it. And then don't bring it up. Every argument you have or the next time, hey, you know, we just had this. We just talked about this three days ago, and now you're doing it again. I'm sorry. You know, raising children takes time. They may repeat the same offense multiple times. And remember that the Lord is quick to forgive us. Now you have to ask the Lord to give you discernment on if this is intentional or if it's just absent-mindedness. When our kids are growing, some kids, they just straight up forget because they get busy. Some children can't remember. There's a difference between they forget and they can't remember. There is a difference. And some kids are like, yeah, nah. I think doing it is going to be way more fun than the trouble I'm going to get for not doing it. Losing my phone for a day? Yeah, I can do it because this is going to be way more fun. That's where you need the Lord to give you discernment. God has given you all that you need, mom and dad, caregiver, teacher, educator. He's given you all that you need to be able to help create the masterpiece that he has designed for them to be. So you got to consult the Lord and ask him to give you wisdom and discernment on how to speak to your children, how to listen to their children, how to listen to their body language, how to read that, understand that, how to stay the course. How to not be gripped with fear, fear of ruining them, fear of them rejecting you, dismissing you, resenting you. And you got to ask the Lord to help you understand their world. Those are some of the topics we're going to be covering in this whole series of Parenting Beyond the Rules. Remember, you are teaching and training them in the way they should go. By the time they hit the middle school and high school years, they already know what your values are, your beliefs. They know the rules because you've been telling them those since they were little. There is a point as they are growing, as your children grow and change, you adjust because they're moving towards something and that is independence, that is living a life on their own, that's being able to stand up for truth, being able to explain the faith and the hope that they have. They're moving towards something, and in some ways, it's like they're moving away from you. It's a beautiful, difficult dance, and you learn it over time, day in and day out. So I want you to remember, your children are a masterpiece. It's your job to paint pictures of possibilities for them. Tell them what is possible. 
Tell them where you're going and why. Always tell them why. Tell them what your family stands for, your family values, the convictions that you hold and why, why they matter. You know, it's not a biblical mandate to make your bed, but that may be very important to your family. There's not a a biblical mandate that you have to keep your kitchen sink clean, but that may be really important to you. It is a biblical mandate that we teach our children not to lie and steal, that we teach our children to honor their father and mother, that it may be well with them, that we teach our children to honor the Lord, to not take his name in vain. There are biblical mandates, but everything isn't a biblical mandate. Some of them, some things that are really important to us, like not wearing your hat at the table or not putting your elbows on the table when you're eating or not burping or farting or not making any other sounds that are disgusting. Some families may laugh at it. Yours might not. See, your child is a masterpiece and it's up to you to pick up those brush strokes, get the right color palette and begin painting. So I hope you join me next week as we continue to go through Parenting Beyond the Rules. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Call a friend. Go back and listen to episode 115. Share it with a friend. And don't forget, sign up for our email. Go to ConnieAlpers.com. The show notes are there. And links to the book and various things that we'll post every week, topics, printables that we'll have to help you navigate the seasons of parenting your children and raising them for the glory of God and not to the glory of man, because they're not ours. They belong to the Lord, and He's given them to us for just a short season. But we want to have a relationship that endures and stands the test of time. So glad you joined us for this episode of Equipped to Be. Tune in next week as we dive back into Parenting Beyond the Rules, where we'll talk about when the dream changes. And how do we navigate that? See you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.